אתם עם SBS בעברית. שלום אוסטרליה. Some 2200 years ago, Hellenism was conquering the world. First, there was Greek military conquest of territory, but far more importantly, there was the imposition and pervasion of Greek culture, civilizing the Mediterranean and the Levant. Everywhere they went, the Hellenists boosted markets and developed economic diversity. They brought art and theater, literature and sport, ceremony and ritual, and their pantheon of gods. The elites in most populations were enticed and transformed. This includes many from the wealthy leadership in the Galilee and Judea, including in Jerusalem. Archaeological evidence shows Hellenistic-style tombs, coins, stadia and gymnasia. While many were enticed, a minority was repulsed. They saw Hellenistic culture with its emphasis on the aesthetic and anathema to the idea of the word being the essence of truth and beauty. They found Hellenistic ideas dangerous and their idolatry totally unacceptable. When the Seleucid king Antiochus IV extended his influence from Syria to Egypt, Persia and Armenia, and of course Judea, His Hellenizing policies allowed for no exceptions. He insisted on making sacrifices to Zeus from the temple in Jerusalem. This was the final straw for those who had resisted foreign influences. Under the leadership of the patriarch Meshachiahu, the Hasmoneans, also known as Maccabees, led an uprising. Judah took command of the brigand brigand of guerrilla fighters, and despite the greater military experience and resources of the Hellenists and the failure of many Judeans and Galileans to support their efforts, they achieved an unexpected and decisive victory. The Maccabees expelled the Seleucids and rededicated the temple that had been desecrated. According to the apocryphal text of Maccabees II, written between 100 and 200 years after the events it describes, The Hasmoneans declared the 25th of Kislev as the beginning of an eight-day celebration. They said that as the seven-day festival of Sukkot, followed by Shmini Atzeret, the eighth day of the holiday, had not been celebrated that year due to the temple being in unholy hands, these festivals would be celebrated late. Hanukkah was originally a replacement for Sukkot. Of course, there's a certain irony in this. Sukkot is the festival during which sacrifices were offered for the 70 nations of the world. It was symbolic of our embracing of the other. Hanukkah is the festival that accentuated our separation from others. The message was of purifying our sacred places and rituals from foreign influences. The reality is, though, that the Hasmoneans themselves were the ones who carried on certain Hellenistic practices. The description of their installation of Judah's brother Simon, Shimon, as high priest, and then the family declaring themselves kings, with all the regalia and ceremony connected usually with non-Jewish cultures, shows that the purification from foreign influence, which is originally the goal of the campaign, was short-lived. There was the miracle of the righteous minority dominating the majority and of the small army defeating the larger one, for which we express gratitude and our blessings during the festival. But like so many miracles, we soon became blasé and forgot what the battle was for. Interestingly, the battle for our distinct identity is still going on. There are those who call for purity, so that we can stand completely apart, and there are those who believe that Judaism can and should be enriched by absorbing values, ideas and practices from others. 
We still do not have clear answers as to what amount of foreign influence is good for us and what amount is tolerable and what amount erodes our identity. Haredi men dress like Polish gentry of, ni- of the 19th century. Much Israeli music sounds like American or Australian popular music. Hebrew is replete with English words. Israeli food has culinary influences from almost everywhere. We're still trying to define a Jewish state, arguing whether the Jewishness of the state needs to be that which sets us apart from others, or whether it refers to people and their choice of culture and cultural influences. We want our own state because we are different from others, but does that mean we have to fight to make the differences as broad as possible? The legend that lived on, and for which we light our eight-branched Chanukiot, tells another story, which ironically enough is easier to accept. Once the temple was back in Jewish hands, it needed to be rededicated, including rekindling the menorah that stood in the most prominent position. Only enough pure olive oil was found for one day, yet the flame kept burning until more supplies arrived from the Galil eight days later. That is the second miracle of Hanukkah, and the one most recalled. After the end of the Second Temple period, as the Hasmoneans' standing among rabbinic leadership declined, the miracle of the vial of oil became the central part of the Hanukkah story. So now we talk about two types of miracles, both being associated with Hanukkah. The type of miracle where God helps humans achieve their sacred goals despite the odds, but still based on human effort, and the type of miracle that defies nature. Hanukkah is about appreciating both of these types of miracles. We still see all around us the miracle of God's involvement in daily life. The very workings of nature are divine blessings, and there are few individuals who have not felt his providence at one or other moment in life. We see our efforts rewarded and recognize that our achievements and blessings exceed what we deserve to accomplish. This type of miracle is easy to dismiss as good fortune or just the natural way, but Hanukkah reminds us to see the miracle and live in awe. The existence of the State of Israel and its victory in the War of Independence and the Six-Day War both relied on human effort and on the second type of miracles, workings that defied logic and reasonable expectations. The survival of the Jewish nation the people to our land, followed by the military victory against much larger enemy forces, sit on the verge of the type of miracles that are palpable. The ingathering of the exiles and the rededication of the Jewish people to making the land flourish, to returning and settling, as did Jacob in yesterday's Torah reading, to finding ways to make Torah laws, such as the Shemitah year, relevant and workable in the modern world, the revival of the Hebrew language and the creativity in literature and all aspects of the arts and sciences in Hebrew. These can be considered miracles. The mitzvah, a commandment for Hanukkah, is pirsum hanes, to publicize the miracle. We light our Hanukkiot in public to do just that. As we do so tonight, the first night of Hanukkah, we might all like to remember that Hanukkah was not a one-off event in Jewish history. It is the ongoing challenge of living apart from others while living with them, with being self-reliant and reliant on divine help, of making maximum effort and expecting even bigger results, of living in awe and not taking anything for granted. This is Peter Jones-Pellach, reporting for SBS Radio. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי, 
או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.